Pamela Brown is the author of the Power Up Life Boss Journal for Intentional Living. Life Boss is the attitude of an individual who takes ownership and responsibility of their life in every aspect, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Pamela encourages you to look no further. The power is in you. You got this. Michelle Morrissey is the owner of Lucidity Communication Consultants. She is passionate about helping her coaching clients and workshop participants uncover and navigate complex interpersonal dynamics. She believes we must go below surface communication to connect and influence beneath the layers. Pamela and Michelle have brought their years of friendship and experience in human services, mental health, and communication sciences and disorders to bring you The Mind Grind. Welcome back for another episode of The Mind Grind. How are you doing over there, Pamela? I'm doing okay. All is well in your world? All is well in my world. And yours? It's pretty good. Going pretty good. No complaints at all. Awesome. All right. Happy to hear that. Thank you. Happy to hear all is well with you also. So you ready to talk about listening? What? Are you ready to talk about listening? I hear you. What you say? <laughs> right. Because there's a, there's a difference. There's a difference. Are you hearing or are you listening? Yes. Right. So that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about the skill of listening. You know, we hear about three times more words than we speak. So what does that tell us per minute? So what does that tell us? It tells me that there's a lot going on and there's a lot that I could miss if I don't listen. Absolutely. Um, Because without listening, how do you really know what to say? You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. if I'm not really listening to you, how do I know how to respond? Because what typically happens is that we listen, and people have heard that, listen with the intent to respond, right? So We'd like to talk about listening again, like it's some passive activity, but it really does take work. So that's why this episode is going to be called The Skill of Listening. So there are actually four levels of listening. So the first level is what we call that marginal listener. I don't know if you remember that old song. About to make my singing debut, y'all. You remember this song? You ready? Don't do that. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Your body's here with me. But your mind is on, what's the rest? The other side of town. Yep, that's it. That marginal, like you're there, yeah. but you're not there. You're not present. Right. You're not present. So there's that level of listening. Then there's kind of that distracted listening when you're, it's similar to the marginal listener, but you're kind of looking for distractions. You're really not interested mm. in, in you, you have internal distractions or external distractions that you may be looking for. Right. The next level is what we call the evaluative listener. I call this one, I'm waiting for you to shut up so I can talk. Mm. Right. So that's what I was kind of referring to that just waiting to get my point in, especially if I've already decided 
what the narrative is or how I feel about what right. you're saying or the the opinion I hold. Or if I have just decided that I'm going to be so rigid in my opinion, I don't need to listen to you. Right? But I'm going to allow you to talk as a ritual of politeness, you know. But what we want to be is that top level of listener called active listening. It's also called empathic listening or empathetic listening. So that's when we suspend judgment. And there we really have to get curious, right? And not really assume that I know the story, know the story. Not really assume that I know the story, but to engage in a work with you that we're going to discover the truth together. So those are the four levels of listening. Now, we don't just listen with our ears. We also have to listen with our minds. And what in the world do I mean by that? Well, you know, you and I always talk about how humans love stories. We love stories so much. That's mm -hmm. basically how we make sense of the world. When we understand the feelings, the the uh, thoughts, the emotions, the characters, the who did what, when, where. Right. That's how we can really hold on to information and we can identify with the information. We love stories so much, we'll make them up all on our own, right? <laughs> and then sometimes <laughs> we make up what's known as a victim or villain story, especially if we feel like we've been done wrong. And it's so easy for us to just take the side of the victim and not really have that hard conversation with somebody. I just really believe that oftentimes peace and understanding and truth on the other side of a really hard conversation. What do you think about that? I, I agree, mm -hmm. you know, and I also would add that the listening process is active. Mm -hmm. meaning active as an ongoing. You just don't arrive at a certain tier or a certain level and stop. Mm -hmm. But it really is um, ongoing. One thing that has helped me, a couple of things, is that I'll repeat back sometimes what the person said. Mm -hmm. So, Michelle, so what I heard you say is that active listening is the level that we're striving to get to. Is mm -hmm. that what I heard? Yes. So, again, I've got that affirmation and that confirmation from you that what I did listen to was accurate. Mm, absolutely. One thing I have a problem with, Michelle, is when you talk about people listening and they're already having a, an, an answer before you finish speaking, mm -hmm. what do you do about those people that complete your sentences for you or, you know, you're talking midway and then they interject with something and then you lose your thought or you just, you just shut down or withdraw because they're like, okay, she's going to say it anyway. Yeah, so if I'm understanding you correctly, we're talking about a situation where I'm being interrupted and I'm not really um, getting my point across. Or I'm just being, you're so anxious to get your point across or you feel like your your viewpoint is the right way or the only way and I really don't matter. Mm -hmm. So you just insert your place, you know, without even allowing me to finish. Mm-hmm saying what I have to say. Yeah, well, we talked about being a conscientious communicator in another episode and just being responsible and intentional and always bringing the conversation back to that zone of intentionality. Mm -hmm. What's the shared meaning that we have? What is bringing us both to this table at this particular 
point in time. So let's say we are talking about um, who is going to, who's going to drive next in the carpool or whatever. And then somebody is just going on and on about everything else going on in their life. You just kind of bring it back to, right. and you want to validate and say, wow, I can, I can understand why you feel like you might be a little overwhelmed. Um, but let's talk about what we're going to do about this and bringing it back. And you want to make sure, again, if people are bringing up true issues that you're not dismissive, but it's okay to always bring it back to center line to exactly what we're talking about. Did I answer your question? I think you did. I think you did because, again, you made me think about persons. A lot of people have to speak for their jobs as well, like mm-hmm. as far as being moderators and group facilitators right. and, and managing their meetings and things like that. One thing that I hear that uh, challenge that some people have to deal with is keeping people on task, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Going beyond the agenda. And you got, like you said, people who go and they talk and they talk and they talk and they talk. And really a lot of times because they're listening and then they're not listening because it's like, oh, this is not what we're supposed to be talking about. Mm-hmm. So having that person to bring everything back in to keep that focus. And a lot of that has to do with the power of active listening. You know, and again, in another podcast episode, we also talked about uh, social awareness. So if I feel like somebody is high energy and they're having a hard time keeping themselves regulated, um, it could be somebody who uh, has an attention deficit or somebody who's just impulsive. I let them get that energy off because sometimes they really can't focus until they've released that energy. Mm. Right. So I'll allow some high energy people to get their energy off. I will, as you use the strategy, maybe paraphrase what they've said. If the conversation has gone, um, you know, off the off the road, (laughs) uh, I'll bring it back. Um, But if that person continues to interrupt, I will just remind them that I allowed them to say everything that they have to say. And I really need to say what I need to say as well. So hopefully there's enough conscientiousness there and intentionality and mutual respect that that person will kind of get the signal that I need to allow the other person to talk as well. Uh, because once again, it is, it's a work, you know, right. we, we um, like to think of communication as the simple act of one person speaking and the other person listening, but it's not just the the verbal discourse. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about myself, even right now, I'm thinking about myself, I'm thinking about you, and I'm thinking about you thinking about me. Those are the six events that are happening, that are being negotiated in any two-way conversation, mm-hmm. right? So that's three <clears throat> events times two, that's six things right. happening. So it's really important that we, again, manage all those elements. And where we get hung up as communicators is the part where I'm thinking about what you are thinking about me. And when we talk about the work of communication, it's important to ask questions Mm -hmm. so that we don't give people the room to develop a narrative all on their own. So even as I checked in with you and said, is that what you, is that what you meant? Or did I get that right? You know, to know that I think I gave 
Pamela, all the information she right. wanted. But let me ask a validating question just to make sure. Like, that is the work that it takes. Yeah, that's really helpful because, again, too, that helps to make sure, like you're saying, you're on point and on target with that person. That mm -hmm. I'm, you know, what I'm hearing, what I'm interpreting is what they're actually saying or what they're actually trying to express or convey to me. Because it's nothing like, you know, you're having a conversation with somebody and then they go, ah, oh, that's not what I meant. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. not, that's not, um, that's not what I meant. And mm -hmm. then you're looking like, but that's what I heard, mm -hmm. but that's not what you meant. Mm -hmm. So that checking in those intervals, like you're talking about. Mm -hmm. So what I'm hearing you say is, or, mm -hmm. or tell me more, because you know, mm -hmm. information is powerful too. Right. Maybe I'm not getting um, all that you're trying to say. Mm -hmm. Could you tell me more about it? So I can have, and I'm taking ownership of it too. Mm -hmm. So I can have a better understanding of what you're saying. Mm -hmm. And I think that person, that other person can really appreciate that because one that's showing interest, mm -hmm. um, I'm valuing what they have to offer. I'm taking responsibility. I'm not finger pointing and saying that they didn't give me enough information, mm -hmm. but it becomes like you said, it's a partnership and mm -hmm. hearing and listening and being an active listener mm -hmm. so that whatever the message is being conveyed, that be conveyed correctly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there are some habits that some of us do in terms of habits. Uh, habits. There are even bad communication habits. Habits, habits, they're everywhere. So there are bad communication habits. One could be monologuing, which is a form of control talk, right? Talking about but monologuing, just saying the same thing over and over and over again, monologuing. You don't know anybody like that. The other thing, snatching the mic. You know somebody's really not listening when they snatch the mic. And here's what I mean when I talk about snatching the mic. Where I talk about, and we always talk about Jamaica. I'm like, Pam, I really had a great time in Jamaica. And what do you think snatching the mic is? You start talking about where you stayed the last time. And right. Da -da 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 -da. And it's like, wait a minute. It's my time. It's the Michelle show. I want to talk about my time in Jamaica, right? But it's it's okay to bring up um, an associated story because it shows that you have a commonality and that can add yes. to the story that you're building together. But once again, what was the purpose? What's the intentionality behind this event right now? Meaning, if the purpose was for me to share, yeah, just just say, oh, where did you stay? Did you did you stay in Ocherias? I loved it there, right? And then let me talk about what I wanted to talk right. about. Right, right. You know, there there are some personalities that really have a hard time allowing others to share mm -hmm. uh, what we call the conversational. Yes. yes. So sometimes, you know, the best of us we get excited and. And again, we um, we feel that connection to what someone is sharing. But if the purpose of that interaction is for Michelle to share, then Pamela should make sure that Michelle is heard and not overshadowed or you don't snatch the mic from me. Absolutely. I, I agree with you totally. Interrupting is another one. Just <laughs> all, and, and you alluded to that earlier. Right. Just totally always cutting somebody off. Everybody wants to be heard. And the point of communication is to connect. So it's really hard for people to connect if they feel like they're not being heard. Right. Because when we're heard, we're felt and we want to be felt. We want that connection. 
with people. There are three purposes for just about any utterance of communication that we throw out there. It's either to connect with someone, to relate information, or to influence. And mm-hmm. there, there are three things that can happen when we influence. We can either get commitment from somebody, we can get um, conflict, which is what we don't want, or compliance. And you would rather get commitment from people than compliance. Absolutely. Because compliance says, you know, I'm going to tolerate it. I'm going to do it because it's what I'm being asked to do. But commitment is a heart-to-heart thing. And yes. It's really hard to get that heart-to-heart connection when we are monologuing or someone is monologuing to us or interrupting us, or we're just not checking in to see what somebody else's feelings or view right. may be. Even if it is your, your jam and your area of expertise, see what somebody else thinks. That's good stuff. That's great stuff. Great stuff. So how do we advise folks when you're, when you're trying to listen or you, you, know, you want to stay focused, but like you mentioned earlier, you've got so much in your headspace going mm-hmm. on. Like, Right now, you you could have been speaking, and I'm already thinking like, gosh, in my head, what am I going to fix for dinner tomorrow? Mm-hmm. So again, I'm hearing you, and I'm respecting what you have to say, but my thoughts are already, you know, I'm not there all the time. Like I'm like I'm thinking about what I have to do. Mm-hmm. How do we control those? Sometimes those racing thoughts mm-hmm. to not interrupt when we're trying to listen or stay focused. Yeah. Well, if your thoughts are racing that much, that might not be a good time. And Mm -hmm. if you are talking to someone and they seem like they're internally distracted, you might say, Hey, is this a good time to talk? Because what we need to talk about is really important and give people that latitude to reschedule that conversation. That's good stuff. Mm -hmm. That's good stuff. Because again, too, it allows that person to share whatever's going on. It's not necessarily that I'm ignoring you mm-hmm. or what you're sharing is not important, but this might be something that I have to take care of and it's a distraction, mm-hmm. but you've given me room to identify that and to deal with that, but yet still be focused on our conversation. So that's great stuff. Yeah. So let me ask you this because I did a Facebook post yesterday Um talking about uh, one of my sons giving me feedback on my listening skills, which really made me feel all warm and fuzzy. Um, Do you think that um, that is something that parents don't always do well? Listen? Yes. Especially listening to their children? Yes. Let me say this from a parent's perspective. Mm -hmm. I think oftentimes... um, we have to remember, again, our role, our mm-hmm. role as the parent and then as well as our children. And two, it matters. Each person is, you know, is uh, created differently. Mm-hmm. So looking at the person for who they are and what the information is that whatever it is that we're talking about, to, it takes a conscious effort mm-hmm. for both. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times you'll hear your children say, you're not listening to me, mm-hmm. but I said, and you're not listening to me. Mm-hmm. And then the same thing a parent might say, I told you to do, but you're not listening to me. So there are some glaring points to that. Mm -hmm. I think we just have to be more conscious on both ends. But I think for parents, I think we can model Mm -hmm. those listening behaviors. I think we can model those listening practices. And I think that our children can appreciate that. 
I want to throw this disclaimer out there. I have four children. So four. That, that is that is the way in from one out of four. So who knows? <laughs> I might have a 25% E. So I am not going to put it out there that I'm the world's, world's greatest listener. Because I have, you know, maybe two of them are like, I don't know what, who you're talking about, right? So that's just one out of four. But it's wisdom to listen. Yes. Because that is how you find out what's going on right you know with with people yeah and you know i've heard this story even about business conversations that you learn everything you need to know by listening by listening and when we're interrupting or we are just so into our own thoughts we're not mm-hmm. processing what's going on in making connections and we end up acting out of assumptions or impartial information. Um, And there are a lot of shortcuts that we do also. We do story or fortune, excuse me, fortune telling where I just know what you're thinking, right? Or catastrophizing. (laughs) Oh yeah, because I don't even need to hear what you have to say because I already know what you're going to say. How do you know? How do you know? And then we, and that's the part of suspending judgment. You have to tell yourself, I don't know what that person's story is until they tell me. Especially those of us who've been around a block, a, a, a time or two, we feel like we've always seen, you know, already seen that movie before. Right? Yes. So it's the thing of, yeah, I don't need to hear You're you so about right. it. I don't need to be curious. Uh, when I say curious, I'm not talking about nosy. <laughs> I'm talking about curious, meaning let's dig deep to get the information we need so we can make uh, a, an, an assessment or an evaluation off of a fund of knowledge, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So we have to monitor for those <clears throat> those mind tricks that we do, especially that catastrophizing, assuming yes. the worst case scenario. And sometimes we bring our own history into it, right? So if we have a trauma history and we have situations where we often feel unsafe, right? You can have that catastrophizing mindset of always assuming the worst is going to happen. And that's not the only situation where that happens. But we also have to know our own stories. And we've talked about self-awareness on another uh, episode. We also have to know our own story so we know how we show up in the world. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, that that's a lot of rich information. I, you know, again, and I know that you talked about your four children. I'm quite sure if you asked all four of them, they would all be able to say that their mom is a great listener. And you're a great friend for saying that. Well, I'm an authentic. <laughs> let me say that I'm an authentic friend. But, but I take to heart what you're sharing because, especially when it deals with parents and children, right, of any age, not mm-hmm. just young children, but as well as our. Um, teenage and young adult children. Mm-hmm. I think about when my children were growing up and I used to say when they got in the car from school, how was your day? Fine. Okay. It was great. So many times I got a one or two word response. Mm-hmm. So what we call a close ended mm-hmm. question. Mm-hmm. But then I started asking open-ended questions Mm -hmm. so tell me what went on in fifth grade today Mm -hmm. and I would get a whole skew Mm -hmm. of information about what happened 
So it was a difference in that open-ended question of tell me what went on versus how was your day? Mm-hmm. Because when I, t- I found out, just like you said, the information of who didn't eat their lunch today, mm-hmm. right. who I traded my lunch with, who got detention for the day, who didn't get... I got a whole vivid uh, picture of what that day was just by asking, tell me how your day was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So again, and that still applies for adults too. Mm-hmm. You Absolutely. Know? So tell me what's going on versus... How are you doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, asking those probing questions right. is, is really important so that we can get the whole story. Right. So, and all of that is the work of listening. Listening. Me doing the work of asking the questions uh, so I can get all the information that I need to get so that I can make a valued judgment off of a wealth of information. Right. And likewise, as my communication partner, you know, it's my partner's job to be transparent because it is hard to really know what's going on or listen if I don't have the fund of information being presented to me. Yes. Yes. And as well, just, you know, some of our human needs too Mm -hmm. being met. It's hard to listen and hard to stay focused if you're hungry. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm just going to, you know, mm-hmm. your human needs. So that needs to be tended to as well. If mm-hmm. you're hungry, you can't think, you can't mm-hmm. think straight. You want me to listen to you? Right. Right. So again, paying attention to, from a holistic perspective of what's going on and how that impacts listening. Well, I think we gave our listeners a lot to think about and listen to. So we want to make sure that you all are out there practicing that yes. that um, active listening, that you are asking the right questions to get the answers you need in order to be partners in story creation. Make sure you're not making assumptions and having those right. one-sided stories. I know you're, you're wise and you already know what somebody is thinking and what's going to happen. Pretend you don't and ask (laughs) the questions that provides the information that allows you to be a good listener. So until the next time, we thank you so much for joining us on this episode of The Mind Grind. The Mind Grind. See you next time.